Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. We are kicking off 2015. I can't believe that the new year is already here. It cracks me up how fast time flies. I remember being a little kid, and it seemed like forever until like summer would get there, and then, you know, till Christmas would arrive. And now it's like I, I look up one day, it seems like just yesterday we were celebrating New Year's morning, and all of a sudden we're back into a brand new year. This year flew by, 2014 flew by so fast. But we are kicking off the year, and we are going to have some fun this year with cool things entrepreneurs do. I appreciate you listening to this episode, and I hope that we're bringing value to you as we're talking to some really interesting people. Coming up in the next month, I have some different interviews scheduled. I've got, I've got sort of a teen week coming up. I've got a couple of different people I'm talking to who are teenagers who either are running businesses or working on some entrepreneurial ventures. And we also have a lot of other uh, business professionals, a couple of people from some bigger companies and some people who have just sort of mom and pop uh, consulting firms and speaking businesses and a lot of the similar type stuff of people we've talked to along the way. So let's jump in today. This one's going to be fun. Today we have a husband and wife who work together. I want you to think about that for a second. We have a husband and wife who have specifically chosen to work in a business together. Just the two of them. They have a business called Get Momentum Coaching. And Jody Womack and her husband, Jason Womack, are a team. And what they have done is they have taken the best of sort of online coaching programs along with one-on-one coaching programs, and they've merged them together. And they're helping business executives be more productive. And they're doing it as a partnership, as a team, and yet they're married, which means they're always together. So we're going to get into a little bit of that. So Jason is the CEO and founder of the Jason Womack Company, and together with his wife, they are building this enterprise. Now, Jason is also an author of the book, Your Best Just Got Better, and his wife, when I look at her bio, I don't want to read the whole bio, as you guys don't want to hear all that, but when I look at her bio, one of the things it throws out there is that she has been on the stage in London, Paris, and Venice, and I'm like, wow, how cool is that? So I want to find out where she has been uh, on stage and speaking and doing things like that at conferences. So they are both accomplished speakers. They are authors. They are coaches. It even says Jason is bilingual in English and Spanish. And as a professional speaker, I'm jealous of that because I wish I was fluent in Spanish because you have a whole other world of places you can go speak. So I want to learn a little bit about that too. So Jody, Jason, welcome to Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you so much for the invitation, Tom. Well, I'm glad to have you guys here. I think you're going to share a lot of really good information. And I gave kind of like a little bit of an overview of your business, but but why don't you guys tell us and tell the listeners a little bit about your company and what it is you do? You know, Tom, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, executives, anybody who's in charge of their own production, their own creativity, what it is that they're trying to get done every day, there's this map between what they know that's gotten them here and what they're going to need to know to get them 
them to that next level. Basically, Tom, I ask people one question. 24 months from now, what will you need to know or be better at that you know is going to take work, time, focus, maybe even mentoring or coaching? And so what we did is we created this program at GetMomentum.co where we help people in a leadership position. And by the way, real quick definition of that. For me, anybody who manages two to 20 to 50 people, they've got a budget that they're in charge of and 24 months from now they're going to have to be better. Those are the people who are attracted to this kind of online and one-on-one coaching. So did you guys work for big companies earlier in your life? We worked for another consulting firm that was also run by a husband and wife team. And really that was a best training gift we ever got because we saw what worked well what didn't work well, and what we wanted to emulate. So it was really fantastic. They used to run the company out of their uh, guest house on their property. And they had, you know, anywhere from five to 10 people, employees showing up every day. And it was a similar industry where the husband was going out and being on stage and traveling through the world. And the wife was staying home and managing operations and staff. And there were really some parts of that that we thought were interesting and parts that we wanted to replicate and other parts like managing large groups of people in person that, you know, we weren't interested in. That wasn't our strength and that wasn't how we wanted to spend our time. So this is sort of a, a question out of left field. Is that how you guys met? Was it working together in this business? Actually, I'm super lucky, Tom. Jody and I met in a history class at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, I was a junior. Jody was a senior in college. And we immediately became friends, but really we became editors for each other's work. And while we were getting to know each other, we started editing each other's papers. I was a history major. Jody was an environmental studies major. And and the reason that I'm making a big deal about this, Tom, is as a partnership, we started our relationship by critiquing the other person's work, (laughs) not critiquing the other person, which is so important if you're going to be starting a business with somebody. you got to be able to look at the work that she or he is doing, tear that apart, but know that you're not – attacking or somehow addressing the person. And and that uh, that's going back 23 years now. So early on, you guys worked together working for this other company, though. Is that correct? Uh, that was about uh, 15 years ago, yeah. And- yeah, so we went from college to working. We both worked at the same high school when we moved to this small town of Ojai, California. Jason was a teacher, and I worked in the counseling office. And then we jumped from that to this other consulting firm, and I started managing uh, public seminars and events that happened around the country. And Jason was working around the world, going into clients' offices and doing workshops and one-on-one coaching. And it was fantastic because we saw that between the two of us, we really handled all the positions in an organizational chart. You know, we had the quality control, the the finance, the legal, the, you know, everything that you need to be running a business, one of us had been working on. So it was really a great training ground for us to realize that you don't have to know everything, but you need to know what needs to happen and how to get great people on your team to help you out with it. 
So unlike- that's a big thing that I'd, I'd love us to make sure we talk about is for anybody listening, whether you're just about to start, have just started, you're, you're midway through, but the, the absolute impact of surrounding yourself by people you can go to as mentors, as coaches, as critical eyes of what it is that you're pushing out there. We wouldn't be here, Tom, if we didn't have a, a few of those people in our network. So unlike a lot of people who start a business with their spouse, you guys had sort of been working together all along since college. Along. So, and we've always had different roles within the same company. So that's been important to us. We have very different personalities. Uh, I tend to be more introverted and uh, Jason loves being on stage. He wakes up every morning looking for a mic, you know, and <laughs> knowing that about each other and supporting one another, that's that's been really important to us in understanding the dynamic. Um, and, you know, one of the things that Jody's been so great at, and I want to talk about this Paris and Venice and and uh, where else have you spoken? London. In London. See, I get to go to like Evansville, Indiana. Anyway, <laughs> um, what happened is Jody gets people to, to open up, get... She has this natural gift of getting people to share with her where they're at and what's troubling them so much so, Tom, that about six years ago, she started just off to the little side, a a little side project, and it was called the Women's Business Social. And what she did, Tom, was she reached out to her girlfriends who ran businesses and said, hey, I'm going to be at this restaurant Tuesday night. Come by and let's have a chat. Well, 60 months later and 60 monthly events later, she was gathering anywhere from 50 to 200 people a month where she was the hub where people would come and they would share their problems. They would share their advice. They would share their experiences. And because of that, People literally around the world started seeing, well, here's a woman helping women in business. Let's get her on stage and get to tell those stories. So, and actually, you know, she says that she's an introvert and, and that you're the extrovert, but I actually met the two of you, was it three years ago at South by Southwest? And, That's right. And you're a pretty outgoing introvert because you were the one, I mean, Jason was on stage and I saw him speak, but you were the one who sort of, you had some friends you were going to lunch to and, and you really were a connector because you invited me to go along to lunch. So you're, you're certainly not shy, Jody. We'll give you that. No. And I've learned to reach out and connect to people, especially when I'm at conferences. And and I just say introvert because uh, I know my at any time after doing one of those conferences, I'm going to need a couple days by myself to to re- regroup and <laughs> you know be out in the hills with the dog and and kind of be away and have some quiet time. Uh, one thing we Jason and I do, especially when we go on vacation, is we make sure that we find a place for Jason to be on stage and do a presentation, whether that's at the public library or the local chamber, chamber of, of commerce. commerce. <laughs> We've been in Alaska and <laughs> Tahoe, and you know, after about three or four days, I know I can see it and feel it with Jason's energy. He needs a mic and an audience, and <laughs> just knowing that about one another, that I think that's the beauty of running a business together. Is you get to you know what. What makes each other tick and what upsets each one. And, you know, you have, we have so much um, freedom in deciding what kind of work we do, who we do it with and for that um, it's really up to us to decide. And that's, that's the beauty and the hard part. So you guys were working for this other company. What led you to saying, let's just go do this ourselves? What was the, what was the 
piece that led you into entrepreneurship? We weren't happy. Oh wow, we're going for it. Yeah, was, <laughs> there, there we're, we're really, going to hope um, the we're going to hope the old boss isn't listening and and just go from there. We didn't I don't think like there it. Would be any any um, that wouldn't debate on that one. Then. Yeah, no, no, on either side. Um, I'd gotten to a point, Tom, and and look at anybody in an organization is going to get to a point where their skill set will have to stop growing in the position they're in. There will need to be an open an opening of a new position if they're going to continue growing. And Jody and I were in an organization that was not prepared to create another level for Jason or Jody to step into. And so we looked out at the world and said, where can we take the desire, nay, the love of growing? Because Jody and I were seminar junkies. We loved learning. Uh, If you look at at my bookcase behind me, um, I keep going through my books to give them away, but I can't because I know I go back and read them. And we we decided or came to this realization that the only way that we were going to get put on a path, I kind of think about JFK, it has that moving sidewalk underneath. If you jump on that moving sidewalk, it's going to move. Jody and I are going to move. And in order to do that, we we had to start our own thing. So what do you love most about, this is a two-part question, what do you love most about running your own business? And you know, it's fascinating, Tom, was what I'm going to say, and, and I, I don't know what Jody's going to say. We didn't talk about this question as much. Um, what I like and what I don't like, it's the exact same thing. That's how I was going to answer it. Really? Yeah. And what are we those things? We are 100% responsible for our success. I love that. <laughs> and oh my gosh, is it a challenge to face every day. There's no one else to blame. Trust and me, I know. Part of it is we decided, and and the reason I put the cities of the world where I got, I've gotten to speak and travel to, and Jason have, and I have gone together on those, is because we decided quality of life was going to be part of our business plan and strategy. And Jason and I have always loved traveling. We've been, I have a list. I've been to 24 countries now, all over the world. And like you mentioned before, Jason speaks Spanish, and so that opens up quite a few countries in S- South America. Uh, 2005, Jason's already got a couple new countries on the on the schedule. And, 2015. Um, two, I'm sorry, 2015. <laughs> that was really important to us in building our company. So deciding what kind of work we want to do, who we want to do it with, and where in the world we want to be, that's the beauty and the freedom of having our own company. And at the same time, nobody else is going to make that happen except us. So if we don't do it, it doesn't happen. Tom, I'd, I'd love to offer any of the listeners, I, I can get them a PDF of chapter one of my book. It, it, and the reason I'm bringing this up is is what Jody just shared. We actually went through a process, she and I, where we identified the four, I call them the four filters of what a successful business was going to mean to Jason and Jody. And this took us, this took us about four or five meetings. We got two different mentors to help us out with this. We did it the month that we started back in 2007. But, uh, but Tom, I'll, I'll just give these real quick and then we can talk about any of them that you want. The first filter is, is our quality of life. The second filter is revenue to support the quality of life. The third filter was clients that we like working with that can pay us revenue to achieve our quality of life. And then the fourth one is a product that we were proud to give to clients who would pay us so that we could have a quality of life. So you're going to see that they all cascade, but the first primary thing, I will turn down or take work based on how it aligns with our quality of life. Everything rolled from there. So that's really, that's great. So that's what you love about it. And that sort of leads, you know, into that point. But I, I want to, I said when I started this, there were two parts to this question. And I think that's great, you know, that you have those pieces of your business. 
But I think the most interesting thing to talk to the two of you about is what do you love and not love about working together? When we work together, there's no off button. There's no real days off. You know, we have friends that with day jobs and say, woohoo, it's Friday. It's like, oh, it's Friday? Well, Jason, I have no idea. <laughs> Unless we need to be on an airplane, the days of the week really don't matter. Uh, we work on holidays. We work at night. We work on airplanes. We take off Tuesday. We leave for a month at a time and move to Alaska. So there's this real interesting, I don't think it's balance that Jody and I are seeking as much as it's a full life experience. Um, yes, I'm totally happy working at 8 p.m. on a Saturday night because I know that the next Tuesday I've got a four hour mountain bike ride with my buddies plan. So, but I was saying that's the hard part is that a lot of people in our life don't quite understand or they look at us and say, oh, you're workaholics. Oh, you, you never stop working. And it's true. We never stop working. And it's kind of like being a parent and Jason and I don't have kids. So I, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about here, but that's a great way to you, play. you never stop being a parent, even when your kids aren't around. And Tom, you mentioned you've got a daughter going off to college next year. Um, you're not going to stop being a parent when she's not in the house. It may be different on a day to day basis and your role may change, but, uh, that's always going to be on your mind. And I think for us, that's the way the company is. It's always on our mind. We're always thinking, how do we support it? How do we encourage it? How do we take a little time off and away from it? Uh, but it's, it is part of us. And I'd, I'd encourage people, if that terrifies you or if that sounds like jail, then running your own company probably isn't a good fit. Um, but if you say, oh, well, I'm a parent all the time and I can handle that and do other things, then you'd probably be okay running your own company because that's the mindset that it, that it requires. We have time away from it, but it's always part of us. So what parts, though, are the hard parts of working together? I would think there's got to be a time when you look across the, the room and think, really, Jason, I just need to get away from you. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And Tom, and Tom uh, you know, it's something else that I wrote about in that first chapter of the book is people are, are – the, the mindset that people approach work from or with – there's really two different mindsets that I've found with the leaders that I get to work with. There's a noun orientation and a verb orientation to how they get things done. Jody is so verb oriented that when she sits down, if we start talking about a project, the first thing, Tom, the moment I mention that there's a possible task or to do, she wants to get up from the table, go to her computer and start writing that email. The noun orientation that I have is, well, hang on, 90 days from now, what would be the three different things that we'll want to have given our clients every two weeks. And, and so the frustration that can ensue from these two perspectives, we have to remember to come back to it and realize our strength is that. My noun orientation of being able to see where something is going to be in 90 days and Jody's verb orientation of, okay, Jason, here's the first thing that we're going to have to do in order to make the next milestone on that, that can drive us crazy. But darn it, I know we need it. And I'll say on a very practical level, I like working in complete silence. I don't like noise. I don't like visual distractions. I I don't want music. I'm, I really, anything extra in my brain is extra. And when I'm writing or reviewing a contract or something that really needs my attention, I can't have 
distractions. And Jason is quite verbal, as you can tell. He <laughs> well, likes to talk. And he. Well, I heard a story. I heard a story that Jason was away speaking at a conference. And when he returned home to California, you had had a door installed between your two work areas. Is that true? That's true. It's absolutely true. So I can't not listen when he's on the phone. And so finally, I just put a barrier, a sound barrier between us. And so I'll be sitting at my desk, which is different and far away from his desk. And I'll have my Bose headsets on. And he'll have his phone, his, his headset, and he'll be walking around the garden and around the block and in and out of the house and talking to clients. And, you know, that's how we both work. And again, it comes back to if you're working with a partner or family member, you've got to know how they work and not make them wrong. <laughs> and I think that's really important. I'm not here to change Jason and, and make him work in silence. And for him, he knows he can't change me to be a different type of worker than I am. So respecting and honoring and putting in whatever logistics you need. If you need a door or headset or, you know, converting a space in the garage so you can have your own visual space and quiet, you you need to do that. And it's there's nothing wrong with it. So what would you say as a piece of advice? Maybe there's a listener out there who husband and wife think, hey, we could do this. We could start our own company. What advice would you give them? We started by finding the problems that our clients were complaining about the most. So you got to be able to fall in love with the problem. Uh, that was something that, that showed up in my, uh, in my journal one day of, do I love the problems that the people around me are complaining about? For Jody and I, um, we love helping entrepreneurs and, and I say entrepreneur very loosely because there's a lot of organizations I work with whose leaders, even though they're an employee in a hundred person or a thousand person, we've got clients with 30,000 employees around the world. Inside of that, they are responsible for bottom line growth, production, creativity within that organization. And we love to listen to what people say gets in their way. And then we run back to our office and we find the things that will help them get this is the world of crazy, you know, technology. We're sitting there having this great conversation with Jason and Jody and Skype goes down and we lost our internet connection, but I've got them back. We're just stitching it together. And Jason, you were just talking about advice for people who want to go out and start their own business, maybe as a husband and wife and, and how they can do that. You know, there, there was a little gap there, Tom, where Jody was saying some brilliant stuff and I don't know if it got recorded. And <laughs> kind of taking a look at, you know, Jody's advice about identifying what that nut is going to be for when you're about to launch. And I'm not sure how much of that was able to get on, on audio, but the, the way, long, long story short is we looked out at about an eight to 12 month window where we knew we were going to start our own thing in about a year. And we started living and saving and preparing accordingly. I think that nowadays with the speed of quote entrepreneurship and the low cost of entry, I mean, anybody can start an Instagram account and start posting that they're the thought leader for their domain. There needs to be a revenue generating model that may not occur immediately. And so by having a little bit of a buffer, Jody and I were able to start safely. We knew we had a runway uh, fortunately, we did start getting a couple of clients pretty quick, 
And um, let me jump in real quickly there. So we had about a six-month reserve cash-wise that we knew we could pay our mortgage and our utilities and keep living. So that gave us a little bit of time and stress-free um, ability in our business to, to know that we had a little bit of lead time. But the second thing that's also super important that I don't know that most people think about is somebody, one of the people in the couple needs to be able to sell. Oh, gosh, this is huge, Tom. Even if you've never done it before, somebody has to be willing to pick up the phone, pick up, you know, talk to somebody new and say, this is the price for our product or service. And if neither of you are okay doing that, you really need to reconsider because that one piece I've seen really hurt couples and people, you know, especially solopreneurs. They're great at the service they provide. But explaining it and asking for the sale, they say, oh, I'm not a salesperson or, oh, I feel so weird or whatever that that wiggly niggly thing is that keeps you from closing a deal. If one of you isn't willing to go for it, you won't have a company. That, and that's just the hard reality of it. And I mean, very practically speaking, Tom, I'm saying this with a smile and Joyce right next to me. I often don't have Jody in the room or on the phone if that conversation is going to include pricing. Because I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> she's uncomfortable. She, she, if, no matter what number I throw out there, um, I, we've had too many experiences where there was a little bit of discomfort, and the last thing I need or want for a client to intuit or feel or call out is, uh, is an, a discomfort around pricing. And well, one thing Jason's been doing over the years that I've started doing is being able to look yourself in the mirror and say your price and make it a big price. Practice saying $5,000, practice saying $10,000, whatever that number is. Because if you can't do it without going all weird and funky and having your eye twitch or whatever that, um, you know, whatever that tell is, uh, your, your client's definitely going to pick up on that. So well, that's, and you guys give really you guys give really really good advice with that because one of the things I'm always grateful for running my own business now for almost 6 years is that I have a background in sales and I understand what it takes to actually have a quota and you know sometimes I make a joke that my sales manager's a jerk of course I'm my own sales manager now so I I'm the jerk <laughs> But, you know, I, I talk to people all the time about having to meet my numbers and, and people who don't run their own business look at me and they say, well, who cares? You work for yourself. But I have to meet the numbers because my, my wife and children, you know, they like living in a house and wearing clothes and eating food. And, you know, I have to be out there doing it. So I run my uh, speaking business. I, I track it in a lot of different ways. But the main way I track my business is on sales per quarter. And a lot of people, you know, run their business by like when they get checks or when they're actually on stage speaking. To me, if I can sell it, the money's eventually going to roll in. So I track it totally as a sales-oriented business. Yeah. And it truly, it doesn't matter if you're, you have a yoga studio or if you're on stage speaking at conferences, you need to be able to create that system for yourself. And we do. We systematize it. So we have a letter that goes out. We have a follow-up call plan. You know, you need to create that process. And if you've never done it, that can be the hardest part of business is doing all the pieces that aren't actually related to the skill that you're selling. So what advice do you have on the personal side of your relationship since you work together? Uh, support, 
what the other person loves doing away from away from the job. So there's things that Jody loves doing that I know if I look at it a week or a month, I can pick up a little bit, chip away, chip away, so she can have a half a day here, she can have a day there, she can have extra cash here, she can have that community there. And and I think we both do that. You know, we'll get to the point at the end of the day and Jody will look at me and just say, Jason, get out on your bicycle and I don't want to see you for two hours <laughs> because she knows that me out on my bike is better than me trying to force my way through another article that I'm trying to write. Um, but but kind of keeping and, and, you know, I know Jody and I have our own way of doing this, but I've got a little list off to the side of my, my organizing system called Things Jody Likes. And literally, I'll run through that from time to time and say, gosh, how long has she gone without one of those things? And is there anything that I can do in, in my power in the next 24 to 72 hours that could facilitate that happening? Uh, I'm going to do I'm going to do everything I can for that. Well, and we- I'll say we build in quality of life and vacation and trips and extra days into our work travel schedule. So if Jason has a gig in New York, I'm going to go. I'll make appointments. I'll make lunches. I'll make client calls. But I also get out to the museums and the shopping. And, you know, Jason and I will have a couple beautiful meals and and enjoy being out in the world. So that's what we enjoy. That's a, a benefit and a, a perk. So it's really knowing what what's the reward. Because once you... Um, are in charge of your own schedule. Like you said, you have to decide what those um, criteria are. For Jason and I, it's time. Time is more important. Time is as important as money. Because if the money's not coming in, everything's harder and stressful. <laughs> uh, but when that's handled, you know, half a day off is, is better than, a, you know, a money bonus. <laughs> So we could talk about Jody and Jason all day long, because obviously you're doing great things and you're running this business and and you're really having a a life that is happy and creative and, and successful. However... I really do believe some of the best entrepreneurs are observers. So I always love to ask people on this show, who do you see out there, or either a direct person or or a type of entrepreneur who's really out there just crushing it? So we have a friend that we've met just in the last year, and his name is Rajesh Sethi. And he's the second in command in about six different tech startups up in the Silicon Valley. And what I love is Rajesh sees a problem, And then he starts networking and using his network to build a company around that to fix it. So he gets an idea, he puts a couple people together, and they run with it. And what I love about that is he's got enough of them going that there's momentum in that. And he's got an amazing network. He tells a story about knowing only 17 people in this country when he first moved here in his, you know, Rolodex and his address book. And the advice he got was, well, use what you have and give what you can. And I love that as a as a foundation because a lot of us say, well, I don't have millions of dollars or I don't have a huge network. Like, Use what you can, start where you are. In fact, he tells a story, Tom, of someone that you and I both know from South by Southwest days, Tim Sanders. And uh, Rajesh got his, his, his audience and asked him, he said, well, what do you, what do you advise me? And this was when Tim's book, uh, Love is the Killer App, was really killing it. Yep. And Tim told Rajesh, 
introduce people to each other. And Rajesh went on. He uh, he introduces about 400 people a year to one another. And his whole thing is, who do I know that needs to know who I know? Uh, And that social capital for him has become an amazing way of leveraging his time, his talent, his skill, his interests. And uh, if, if anybody wants to read anything great, Rajesh has published 14 books, and uh, each one of them better than the last of taking a look at how do we identify a problem, how do we curate a solution, and how do we bring up a, a product to market that people will pay for. Excellent. So how did you meet him? He reached out to us based on an introduction from someone in our mutual network. So a friend of mine, Becky, one day I get an email from Becky that says, hey, Jason, meet Raj. Raj, meet Jason. I hope you two get to meet for coffee. So Jason and I, as we travel around the world, we put together these events called Coffee Chats. And they're free networking gatherings where we say we're going to be in Silicon Valley on Saturday from 9 to 1030. Come on by. And Rajesh did. So that's something that's been really a lot of fun for us. We're going to have coffee anyway. We're going to be in town. Why not raise the flag and use our social networks and our blogs and all these other pieces to let people know how to stay connected to us. And so we've been doing that for years and Raj stepped up and came through and we've just been uh, good friends and he's been a business mentor for us ever since that day. Well, and I love hearing stories about people who say they do these things and then they show up at your coffee because they say show up and meet people and then they really do because there's a lot of people out there who say, hey, let's go have lunch and then they're always too busy and they never do it. So I love the story of, of how he you got connected and then he showed up for coffee. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So how do you guys give back to the greater good? Because in addition to being observers, my favorite entrepreneurs are the ones who really want to make a difference. And so, you know, what are you guys doing out there? You know, part of the the hidden little goal that I had with publishing this book called Your Best Just Got Better is is I wanted to get it into the hands of people doing good work. Um, So one of the things we do is once a month, Tom, I offer a seminar or a workshop or a Q&A with the author uh, but my agreement is if the executive director of a non-for-profit or some, some community-based organization, if the executive director will call, we have a chat. If she or he will bring her favorite people to a room, uh, I or Jody and I and my book will show up for a day or half a day. And uh, we've been doing that ever since the book came out. So uh, year, year three will be celebrated on February 7th of 2015. Um, and so hopefully uh, we can continue doing that, that good work for good people. Excellent. I think that's really been important to us to know that our business is successful enough that we truly can now give it away for free. And, you know, there's that cliche about people doing the work they love that they would do it for free. And I feel so grateful and appreciative that that's true for us, that we get to do it for people who are willing to pay for it. And in turn, we get to do it for people that who's mission in life we want to support and and so that's been really fantastic for us so no i think that's i think that's a great way to do it i'm making a couple of notes here on the side because i was thinking i could do something similar so i i love interviewing people because i get inspired for ideas you know talking to to wonderful folks like you guys so let's say somebody listened to the show and they said i like this jody and jason couple i i want to come to one of their coffees how do they how do they find you how do they get on their list how do they get on your radar screen I'll give you two websites. The first one we'd love for people to jump over over to is getmomentum.co, getmomentum.co. 
But if you ever want to meet us for coffee, there's a website called coffeewithwomack.com. <laughs> and that's where we always announce the next venue. My goal is always to have at least one in the future planned. And uh, I will just say this. We don't need to be there physically. We've actually done some coffee chats via Google Hangout where people went to their local coffee shop. Jody and I went to one of our local coffee shops. We pulled up the the, uh, Google Hangout on our laptop or iPhone, and we could hang out together together. And that's the most important thing. So it's coffeewithwomack.com? Yes. I think that's another great idea. I can already, my, my mind is spinning, but I know a couple of people who listen to this show regularly who are probably going to go get similar our, our URLs pretty quick. Although they won't use Womack, they'll use their own last name. <laughs> you so, know, it's so easy to do. And that's what we found is that you don't have to have a fancy PR firm. You don't have to uh, have tens of thousands of fans and followers. You just have to be genuine. And we let people know where we're going to be, and they show up. And we answer our own phone calls, and we return emails, you know, from our from our own experience. We answer questions. And that's what differentiates us. Uh, we are not some faceless, you know, huge corporation. We are real people doing real work. And, you know, the joy for us is getting to do it around the world with people who want more. And... The more we help people doing good work, you know, it just magnifies. So that's been, that's our goal. That's what drives us. That's what makes us pop out of bed in the morning and want to do more. One of the biggest compliments that I have gotten from people who have stumbled upon this show and also from friends of mine who who listen to it is that I'm not interviewing kind of in-your-face big gurus who have some agenda, that I'm talking to real people who are out there doing real things. And I think that Jody and Jason, you guys are a perfect example of people who are real people out there making a good go of this and designing a life around being entrepreneurs. So thank you very, very much for being guests on cool things entrepreneurs do. Tom, thank you. And, and everybody listening, and thank you for giving us a little bit of your time today. And please let us know how we can be of service. Thank you so much, Tom, for all your good work. Oh, thank you. And for everybody who's listening, tune in in a couple of days. We'll have another episode right here on cool things entrepreneurs do. In the meantime, go on out there and have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at at TomSinger. This podcast was produced in part by Podfly.net. Podfly, passion for great sounding podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.